Hey, and welcome back to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. And I'm Danielle, your host here. And I just, again, I know I say it every week, but thank you so much for being here and putting me in your ears. And again, I don't take it for granted. Um, Today, I just thought I would, I'm going to come off the cusp. I have nothing planned. I have nothing organized, no thoughts organized. So good luck following along with me today. But here in the United States, we've had a pretty tumultuous week. Um, Our presidential election and and so forth was this past week. And we went for a long time with not knowing a president. And just the whole year of 2020 has been so difficult, to say the least. I'm not the only one who has experienced any struggles. I'm actually probably one of the few that haven't experienced a whole lot of struggles since COVID and uh, the quarantine here in the United States, or at least in Southwest Ohio. And actually, I'm one of the people that enjoyed quarantine. Quite frankly, I felt... When quarantine started, I felt like there was this just peace. A lot of things were stripped from my plate. I didn't have to leave the house anymore. I wasn't required to be on anybody else's schedule but my own. And, you know, I learned how to make bread from scratch. One of my friends was making bread from scratch and she did a whole lot of Instagram videos and um, she showed us the book to get and so forth. And I learned how to make bread from scratch. I was able to make sandwich bread from scratch. So like not just fancy rolls that you put butter on at dinner time or, you know, the, that bread that you just want to save for special occasions. I was actually able to make bread for my family and it was purposeful bread. It wasn't fancy or anything. It did taste fancy, but it was really good quality bread. And so that was is carrying over in this fall. I don't use the oven in the summertime. I, I just have this thing. I don't, why add heat when I'm already hot and it's hot outside? Why add extra heat in the house? I plan on baking bread again as it gets colder. And here in November, <laughs> November here in Southwest Ohio, it's like 80 degrees out. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but it's hot <laughs> and it's too hot for me to start my oven yet. So I will begin ba- making bread again. You know, something else I did was I made the um, that fancy coffee where people were whipping up the instant coffee and then using some milk and I think it was brown sugar or something. I did that and I made that mistake of making that coffee. It sent me over the edge. I had such a crazy caffeine overload that my body was like, whoa, no, this isn't happening. You know, all that fun. We had family game nights. We had um, just time to be quiet. And it kind of was reminiscent of 9-11 for me a little bit in the way that my body just kind of knew how to react and just calm and peace. And we were in front of the news or we were sitting in front of the news on the TV, just waiting for what was next or what to expect. And and it's really hard when even the experts don't know what to expect. And then as time went on, we started having political riots and uh, racism riots and racism was coming, you know, coming out of it seems like nowhere, um, just it was in our faces constantly. There's from that, there's been a lot of hate and a lot of divide. I've seen friends hurt and destroyed by, you know, opposing political opinions and, you know, people that were really good friends just because of political differences or different things, it's the divide is so heavy and so hard. There's been a lot of illness. I'm scared because my parents are over 60 and my dad isn't, you know, the epitome of health by any means with heart failure and diabetes. And my mom, you know, she's doing the best she can to do what she's got to do. And that fear, and, and it's not like, oh, I'm like, you know, overwhelmed with this fear. It's this fear that crap, mortality is here. Mortality is here. Like, you know, I don't ever think we ever get to the point where we're just mom and dad don't ever age. But when you realize that they've become part of this, the high risk network of people that are being affected by COVID-19, it's 
changed my view of things. It's made me feel more urgency of things and building relationships and, and keeping relationships and things like that. And, you know, there's unknowns with people's jobs. There's unknowns with so much right now. And if anything that 20, 2020 has taught me is to adapt and pivot. And I, and that'll be the last time I use that word pivot because I seriously hate it right now. It's such a catchphrase. Everybody's using it. And I don't know, Saturday morning basketball, it just reminds me to pivot when I'm playing basketball. And it just doesn't make sense for me. It doesn't cross that realm. But anyway, I just, I'm sitting here thinking about all the unknowns, all the deaths, all of this that are ha- that's happening. I usually run to comedy. I usually run to shows like Blacklist where there's like some dark drama kind of things and police and like action type things for anxiety. And that's what I want to hit on today is that anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. And it's not that it's not like anxiety that's completely debilitating. I've never been to a place where I'm just stuck in bed or that I can't move on with my day. Okay, I have been, but not like in a way that's like detrimental in a way that, you know, I need like to be hospitalized and that kind of thing. But I do struggle with anxiety. And usually it happens when I'm overwhelmed. And that's how I've been feeling on election night, you know, um, November 3rd of this year, which was last Tuesday, as, as of this recording, last Tuesday was our election. And my husband and I, and I had already uh, registered or not registered, but voted in person early. We did, it's called early voting. So we went downtown to our government building and um, did our voting and stuff. And that wasn't anxious. That doesn't make, didn't make me anxious. Um, but the, the day of I was anxious. And so I just kept the TV off. I let my husband be my filter. So I would ask him what I wanted to know. And he would answer it and just leave it at that because I knew it'd make me nervous. And just I don't need that animosity and the overwhelm and unknown. And then when we find out the next day that there's no president the next day, it was kind of like Groundhog's Day. And we just didn't have a president. And there's still technically not a president declared as of this recording on November 9th. There's still no president declared. The media has declared the president, but that's not necessarily legal. And it's not on our constitution. So again, there's just so much overwhelm. And last week, my husband and I went to Costco. And I was just there. I needed to get some stuff. I hadn't been to Costco in almost a month at that time. So I knew I needed a lot of food to stock me up for the week or the next couple of weeks with my husband or with my husband gone and so forth. And when I was there, I was walking down the freezer section. And if you have a Costco near you, you know what I'm talking about, the freezer section where there's those doors, you know, there's a bunch of doors all the way through, like on the one side of the store. And I happened to walk past pizza rolls, Totino's pizza rolls. And in the moment, I felt this gravitational pull. Like I was literally pulled that way. And my head turned. My head turned to look at them. And I stared. Like a long lost friend, I stared. Probably looking like an idiot. Like what's this woman doing just staring at pizza rolls? I probably had this this dreamer's view of these pizza rolls. Let me talk to you about pizza rolls. Pizza rolls were my gateway to drinking, to excess. They were my gateway to putting on, and when I say putting on, I mean packing on. They were my gateway to packing on 50, 60, and 100 pounds. They were my gateway. They were something that I could throw in the oven and get crispy. And my husband taught me to put seasoned salt on top of them. And when you put seasoned salt on them, it gives that little extra bite of, of, um, you know how salt feels on the, t- on the roof of your mouth? It does that. And then you've got the lava inside that's hot. Then you've got the crunch. They made the perfect anxiety food if you let them cook long enough. 
they were crunchy, they were hot, they were uh, there was a crisp, there was a there was instant feedback in my mouth when I didn't want to feel the things going on inside my brain. They provided a source of relief, almost like a hit, like someone doing drugs. But if that wasn't bad enough, you know, I would drink on top of that. I would drink Jack Daniels straight up, straight up. And I would just drink to excess. But alcohol wasn't my thing. Like alcohol, I could drop and I did drop in a heartbeat. Like I was like, eh, I'm done playing with this. But food, food is not easy to drop because we have to feed ourselves for nourishment. But all the while I was in Costco this, this past week and I was looking at that door, I had tears come to my eyes that just kind of welled up. And I just kind of passed it on and just went on with what was going on and and moved, like physically moved myself down the aisle and so forth. And I got in the car and I was telling my husband, I said, you know, something about sobriety and how the pizza rolls were still calling my name. And, you know, he said to me, he said, you know, when you have years of clarity from sobriety, years of clarity, you can immediately look 12 steps down the road and find out where you're going to be if you partake. And I never felt more seen in that moment because I am just like an alcoholic when it comes to pizza rolls and some other things. But pizza rolls, I can't have just one. Like an alcoholic can't just have one drink. I can't just have two pizza rolls and be done and say, oh, that's good. I just had my taste. That was okay. I can't do that. And I acknowledge that. And then, you know, we like, I was kind of proud of myself. And he was, you know, just inputting his opinions and things and I stopped talking. And then um, the next night, you know, it, I was getting my kids vitamins and stuff ready to go for the night and the light was off in the kitchen. And my husband comes in. He's like, what are you doing? I said, do you want to go get me a double bacon cheeseburger from Dairy Queen? And he's like, what? And I said, I am anxious. I am so anxious and full of anxiety of all the unknowns and everything is just overwhelming me right now. And that's where my mind is. I want a freaking double bacon cheeseburger from Dairy Queen because the double bacon cheeseburger from Dairy Queen, it's not that I wanted necessarily that, but I wanted to eat my pain. And the thing is, is that I remember the memories attached to the double bacon cheeseburgers at at Dairy Queen. I had long conversations with my best friend in high school over double bacon cheeseburgers at Dairy Queen. I had safety, I had comfort, I had someone to talk to, I had someone to share, I had things or way to express my feelings. And that was over a double bacon cheeseburger. So I was all anxious and everything, and then everything that's going on um, in the world, I have muted a bunch of people off of my social media, all of that kind of stuff, just so I don't see hate. I did not understand on a firsthand basis of what hate looked like, or what it really felt like. I've never, I don't think I've ever felt like I was personally attacked until this year. And I know that that's not a coincidence of what's going on in this world and so forth, but I've never felt so more, so much more attacked than I have this year. And then Alex Trebek died yesterday. Alex Trebek was also someone that was there. He didn't know me, but I knew him. I had come to a place of, of um, relying on the fact that he was going to be there every night at 7.30 Eastern. He was going to challenge my intellect, these other people's intellect. He was going to provide entertainment and humble laughs. And, and just he was a, a presence of something that my husband and I could bond over when there were so many years that we had no bond. And the fact that Alex Trebek is the same age as my parents 
or he was, he's in the same like generation of my parents. The fact that there is, you know, cancers are real. The fact that people dying from COVID is real. The fact that people are just dying from what have you, or um, a friend of mine, her husband just up and died randomly at a friend's house. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. And I want, with the deepest part of me, to leave this earth knowing I have done everything I can, everything I can to point people to the one who is our father, the one who is sovereign, the one who is in control of our tomorrows, the one who has already written our time period of life, our birth, our death, and our uh, ending time, our eternity, the one who's already written all that. I want to continue to point people there. I want to help people come away from the bondage, the things that are holding them back from experiencing life abundant on this earth. And it hurts me to think how many of those souls that passed due to COVID-19, how many of those souls were sitting on their deathbed and what were they doing? What were they thinking? What were they feeling? What did they regret? What did they want one more day to do or to say or to think? If they had one more day, what would they have done differently? My heart is heavy, as I'm sure many of yours are. My heart is heavy in the unknown. But the only thing I do know to do is to bow down and surrender to Jesus Christ and pray and pray and pray and pray some more and give up any sense of control or thought of control that I have because he's the one that has it all together. I don't have to. So may this just be an encouragement for you that you're not alone. If you're struggling with anxiety, if you're turning to food or a substance because of anxiety, if you are turning away from God and being pulled gravitationally to something that is not of of holy and heavenly realm, may I just encourage you to catch yourself and turn back. May I just encourage you to think about what you may be doing throughout the day that may not represent who you want to be at the end of your life. May your priorities match up with what you're actually doing, with where your money is going, with where your words are going, and may you always have a sense of peace in whatever you do because you are doing it for the one that matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of Crying in My Cheesecake. If you liked this episode, would you please hit that subscribe or download button and rate me at five stars. Thanks so much.